Actor and filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials, as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Actor's Guide. Well, today I have a gentleman on the line who is, uh, well, you'll recognize his face if you see it, and I'm sure you will because we're going to have everything linked to this podcast so you can check out the great Billy Cowart. He is uh, in commercials, television, everything, but where he's really making his mark right now is as an acting teacher, and he is uh, working very, very uh, steadily these days helping other people become a great actor just like himself i've got him on the line hey billy how you doing i'm doing great how are you oh doing great i'm so glad you're uh letting me talk to you today i've got i've caught you between sessions you know you're 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 uh, uh working with uh young actors or new actors uh helping them uh uh refine their craft but you're also working as a professional actor so you're a very busy guy huh yeah i, I you know i think it's really important to uh study with people that are actively doing things right and so um yeah i try to you know like uh you know when you talk to a doctor your doctors practice medicine they don't just philosophize right about right you, know, you got to be in the trenches and so you can bring it back to the students oh i love that and and so th- before we talk about your teaching and your and your professional career i wanted to j- i'm just curious because we all have a story and i know some people are child actors and they they start out in theater what is your story why or how did you come about uh being an actor well i, I was a. Uh... A, a product of ADHD. And so my parents were looking for an outlet to um, kind of work out some of my energy. Mm. And uh, I certainly wasn't shy. <laughs> and and uh, they took me to see a play called Annie, which we all know. Yeah. And uh, I was just, I, I couldn't stay in my chair. I was like, I want to be up there, oh. not here. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of weeks later, there was a local community theater doing uh, the play Oliver. And I had sung one of the songs in chorus and i went to audition for it and i got the role of oliver i became a like the little the theater kid <laughs> oh. so yeah then, then i i went to Northside school of the performing arts in atlanta which was a um a magnet school uh and kind of like fame and it, was that for high school or college that was one of those co- uh high school uh-huh um, and i i left uh the private school that i went to pace academy and went to this this uh public school that was a magnet school and was in a tour show that traveled the world and did all this stuff. Um, uh, we did a lot of stuff at the King Center um, and went to Europe and all these mm. did huge concerts. It was kind of like Glee, where we'd sing and dance and do stuff. Wow. Um, and uh, a casting director saw me in one of the shows and called me and several of the other uh, performers in for an audition for a commercial. And I booked it along with a couple of my friends. Um, my first SAG job was in 1985. Wow, you're old like me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm blonde in my beard. It's oh, it's gray. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then I um, I decided, okay, well, this is this is good money. 
and uh, started getting agents in Atlanta and working that market. Yeah. Did a bunch more commercials. Went to college in Florida at Rollins. Yeah. And um, my senior year, I, I got an audition for and ended up booking nine scenes and a supporting role for a movie called Doc Hollywood. I know that movie. Yeah. yeah. So I was the mechanic sidekick, Lane, uh, spoke German and did a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they took me out to L.A. And um, when I was talking to all these veteran actors, they were saying, you know, you got to get out to L.A. before this comes out in the theaters because you need to take advantage of the momentum. Right. So I ended up compressing everything, graduating with a theater major. I dropped my psychology double major. Um, my goal had been to become a psychologist and work with actors and creativity mm. and, um, and then act as well. And so uh, I, I, without getting the psychology degree, although I've done postgraduate stuff uh, and a master's program, um, I ended up kind of doing that. Um, Working you know, with actors is yeah. psychologically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like I, I work with them on creativity wow. and you know, philosophy and theory and, you know, how to get out of their head and, you know, and then I actually branched that out and I work with people that are not actors oh. and something, you know, is a cerebrolateral hemispheric transfer specialist. Oh, wow. Do something called charisma training mm -hmm. for people that might need to be in front of the camera because they're a real estate agent doing, you know, on camera tours of houses and stuff like that. So. Wow. Well, so then I can I, I was going to ask you about because uh, I did read that you that you were uh, into psychology, that you had studied it. And I wondered how that affected you as an actor. I mean, I'm sure that 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 to me, we should all all actors should have a psychology degree. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. And everybody should be in therapy, too. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. So, yeah, there's the uh, the old joke. um you know, you, you just want to, when you get in front of the camera, you want to be yourself. So right. go to 20 years of therapy and then come back and we'll get started. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Now, you did, though, get your degree in theater and, and you have a lot of theater experience. But where your breakout was, was in a film. And then you come out to Hollywood. And, and, and so tell me, and I've asked this question of my guests before, and it's and the, the, the answers are usually about the same. But for you, what is the difference or how did theater help you to be a film and television actor or what were the, the stark differences? Uh, well, theater is a huge confidence builder. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, in, in a lot of ways it's like stand up comedy because you're up on stage and you, there's, <laughs> um, you can't blame the editor if it goes wrong and you can't blame the director and right. you can't blame, you know, like if, if, if it's not happening, it's you and <laughs> you can't just stop in the middle and go, can I try that again? Right. So there's a certain, it also helps a lot with understanding like character development mm -hmm. over time and, you know, how you change and grow through the course of a, uh, of a, a role. Right. Uh, and every night is different too. Right. It, it helps build that understanding. You can't do last night's performance and you can't, you know, try to do a performance, you know, mm -hmm. like think about what your performance is going to be in the future. You just have to be on the moment and deal with what's going on in front of you because the audience is seeing what's going on in front of you. And if you're not dealing with that, honestly, mm -hmm. they're going to see you as a liar and not believe you anymore. Yeah, right, right, right. And not not reproduce, but create 
you know, all, in in the moment all yeah. the time. Well, uh, so so tell me then, uh, you you came out to Hollywood, you got the Doc Hollywood uh, gig, and then you came to Hollywood, right? Did you yes. did you just come right in, and did did you get an agent right away? How did that work? No, you know, it's funny. I I did the film, and I the first time somebody snuck me into a preview of it. And I was really surprised. Um, you know, one of my first, the first thing that threw me off when I did this film, because I had done one of the little tiny film, but, you know, my first scene was with Michael J. Fox and, um, you know, all these veteran actors. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I had it all planned out in my mind how it was going to go. <laughs> and all these actors walk on the set and, you know, like Michael J. Fox was like, what scene is this? Uh, does anybody have a script? Wow. And, and I was like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> so I was just like, okay, everybody's like kind of improving what they're doing. Yeah. And it's not what I thought it was going to be. So I'm just going to do as little as possible <laughs> and try not to call attention to myself because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, people were like, oh, you're doing really good. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not doing anything, right? That's funny. So over the course of the film, I started to, you know, get a little um unfortunately a little more confident and started you know making some choices and doing stuff like that and when i watched this preview i noticed that every time i had tried to do something interesting it got cut oh no yeah and every and every time that i was just involved in whatever was happening oh. and didn't really care or didn't think the camera was on me or whatever yeah, yeah um it ended up being really good oh wow so when i got to la i was like okay i gotta i gotta figure out how to do this again because Theater is, you know, there's always that back row that everybody's concerned about. Exactly. And in film, there's no back row. There's only the front row, and they're really close, right? The front row with a microscope, you know? Right. Yeah. So I had to retrain myself to do, to just get involved in what was going on in front of me. Right. And just know that if I thought it or felt it, that the camera would get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things to do now are the TV commercials. Oh and my gosh. Yeah. A lot of that's because I refer, refer to those now as extreme short form sitcoms. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because mm-hmm. you, know, you, you know, um, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I've done commercials since I was in high school right. and to a certain extent there was an improvis improvisational nature to it, but now it's become extremely improvisational. And mm. you know, the, I call it the Judd Aptow effect um, <laughs> where, you know, when they, a lot of these comedies that you see that are so well done, mm-hmm. Judd Aptow started this thing where he would just yell things off to the people on camera and say, like, now say this, <laughs> now say that. And honestly, that's what they do in commercials wow. now. They'll, uh, when I did the progressive commercial with Flo, oh. with uh, Stephanie, Nancy, and um, Jim, and all the, the that, that gang mm-hmm. of comedians, um, the director and the the copywriters from the agency they come in with a stack of like loose pieces of paper yeah with one-liners and they'll yell stuff out to you and you just sit there stare at the camera and say all these different things and everybody 
Yeah. And then they'll just go, and then they'll just let the camera run and see what people do. So the 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 commercial that I before we went on the air, I told you, you know, I I never watch TV, and I and then I'm walking past the television the other day, and I see your face. Uh, that <laughs> one, I think, I don't know. You said it was a Hyundai or something, a car commercial, and yeah. you know, I thought this was very well scripted. I mean, you were awesome, you know. And was that like the, uh, you know, what, did, was that an improvised type of thing as well? Yeah, and, and it's. Wow. I mean, there's, there's the, the original script that you come to the to the plate with, but um, the way I like to put it is, uh, for t- film and TV, when you're an actor, it's your job to throw up, and it's their job to clean up. Oh God! So you, <laughs> you never know. You know, like you just they'll they'll just say something like go. Um, yeah. Go this time. Be really disappointed because all right in the commercial, it's um, guys using my squeegee. And I'm a gas station attendant. I come out and I'm like, hey, what are you, are you getting some gas? And he's like, no, just using the squeegee. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. gas kind of, squeegee kind of comes with the gas. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, it's not free. I'm like, oh, it's free with the gas. <laughs> well, yeah. you got to understand they're cutting a, you know, a, a 45 second commercial, a 30 mm-hmm. second commercial and a 15 second commercial. Right. So they'll alter the dialogue around where, you know, in the 15, I might come in and go like, uh, well, no gas, no squeegee. I can say that right away. Right. So they might have, you know, in the longer version, he asked the question first and mm-hmm. the shorter version. Uh, and then they would go, um, be really disappointed this time. Okay, this time, <laughs> just be like, touche, you got me because you bought 10 cents worth of gas. And then, like, one time I actually got confused because um, the, the director for that commercial, uh, Jim Jenkins, is is hilarious. But he he rapid fires uh, oh. the Judd Apatow thing. The, like, do this, say that. Do that. Yeah. And I got really confused at the end. And I did like a ah, touche, and then I went, oh no, he wants me to be sad on this one, I think. And so then I got really sad as I was walking away, and I, I was like, I don't, what am I doing here? I got really confused. Yeah, yeah. I just heard this burst of laughter from <laughs> over at the little video village where all the client and. Mm-hmm. People were, and I was like, that's hysterical. It was so, tell me then, you know, based on what you're saying, I would think then it would be good for actors to have some improvisational experience if they plan to do commercials. Is Would that be it's a good? Critical. It's, it's cr- absolutely critical. In fact, you'll see in the breakdowns for commercials, uh-huh. they will say, note improv experience. And a lot of the, the sitcoms, they also look for that wow. uh, on the resume. But then the sitcoms too, you know, uh, and even with the dramatic stuff, I did a pilot um, with for a, a, a show called Notes from the Underbelly, and I think it ran for like two seasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went into audition for the role, and did the scene. And this kind of quirky guy wearing blue jeans from head to toe was like, "You're funny." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and I actually had thrown in a little tag moment, uh, you know, like a half a line at the end of the script. It wasn't in the script. Cause it just, I just felt like it needed a little button on it mm-hmm. and you know, they all laughed. And so I, I, I booked the job and then I, I the, by the way, the guy, the blue jeans and everything was Barry Sonnenfeld. He directed <gasps> oh my everything. Gosh. I yeah. know men in black. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Men in black went into the Adams family, right. Adams family RV, all these. Okay. Wow. So um, I get home and a script lands on my front doorstep mm. and I take the script out and I flip through it. And the scene that I had just auditioned for all the lines had changed. <gasps> And the next day I had a table read. And so I went into the table read and I sat down next to the woman playing my wife. <laughs> and I look over at her script and hers is different than mine. And I was like, oh, did you get the new script? She goes, yeah, over at the door. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, I can't get over there. There are too many people in this little room. Oh. <laughs> can't read off of yours. And she says, sure. 
And then I went to the costume fitting. They handed me another one, and it had changed again. Wow. And, and, and on the set, you know, Barry was like, what do you say? And then you say what? Okay, yeah, that's good. And then we say that. And then yeah. you say that. And then, so you got to understand, I'm in this callback <laughs> at Universal. Being concerned about getting the lines right is completely irrelevant. Yes. Because none of the lines existed anyway anymore. And Isn't they're going to change. Mm-hmm. In sitcom too, they ad lib and they change stuff. Wow. They, you know, whatever's funny. They go with. I you was cannot lock yourself in. Uh, you know, it's funny that you said this. Uh, and by the way, you're you're saying some stuff that we've never heard on this show before. But oh. I I I have been on sets before. Uh, one time in the I think it was the early '90s, I was on on a set uh, of Friends, and I remembered that that. Uh, 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 one of the actors, I can't remember which one, but, but one of the actors kept in the, you know, when they would call cut, she would turn to the audience and say, now, w- which one did you think was funnier? Because they were doing different, you know, different <laughs> yeah. takes with different improv, uh, different yeah. lines, you know. And that's what's interesting to me is that that's not, you know, we're so used to in theater memorizing verbatim, everything's got to be just right and prepared and rehearsed and blah, blah, blah. And TV and commercials, which is where you're strengths are where where you have most of your uh, experience that uh, that obviously requires a lot of improvisation a lot of ability to 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 take direction at the last second it, it, yeah yeah well since we don't have a lot of time i want to get a little bit though take you know kind of move this forward into your teaching you okay. have a you have a a company called WCI Studios. Yep, it's so, a talent development studio. Okay, tell us a little bit about that, and also uh, everyone uh, that's listening. Remember, I, I'll have all the links on on the podcast. So if you want to reach out, uh, you know, to Billy and 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 get his uh, his uh, help with your with your career, uh, definitely do that. Just just uh, go to the podcast. But go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay, so. The studio is basically, we have a curriculum that is, it's continuous training and it's ongoing training. So you can jump in anytime and jump out anytime. You can take what you want from it mm-hmm. and add it to, you know, uh, like in psychology, there's no such thing as a Freudian psychologist or, uh, you know, a, a young yeah. psychologist. Mm-hmm. You take, everybody puts a system together that's based on the things that they connect with that they think are helpful. And so everybody ends up kind of with their own system, their own technique. Mm -hmm. And so we do it in a continuing process, but there's basically four different sections to it. Um, One is the basically on camera uh, arena, which is for film and TV. Mm -hmm. And so we do a bunch of different exercises with that, a bunch of different philosophies with that. Mm -hmm. You have like 3000 sets of sides. Wow. Um, and we always do it in the same format, like it's an audition, because that's the hardest um, space that you're ever going to work in. So and you're doing every- this online right now, right? So right you're now it's all online, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is fine because you know, a, a lot of people come and go like, "I want to do an in-person class," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Well, you, you know, I personally have only had four in-person auditions since COVID started." Right. And ever, but I booked, I, you know, I booked a recurring role on for all mankind on Apple TV while I was on vacation in North Carolina and they didn't have any idea where it was. Wow. But it's all online now. And yeah. so you really need to get good at, you know, you got to get your background mm-hmm. set up and you've got to have your lighting right. And you got to know <laughs> how to shoot stuff and edit stuff. Mm, wow. Um, 
because you're like the whole production studio now for auditions. Well, you know, that, you that, we talk about that. You're the CEO of yourself. Right. Yeah, you've got to have it all. Right. So we do the on-camera stuff, and um, we, we, there's, a, there's like 15 components to that, mm -hmm. different things that we do, right, left brain, um, philosophy, we, you know, the, the physics, you know, Heisenberg's variation principle mm -hmm. and, and how to, how to learn lines into your right brain. So it's unconscious rather than conscious and, wow. you know, how to get perspective on material. So this is a psychological brain. method. This is a, well, uh, yeah, yeah. And, psychology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I think that is so it's so unique. Uh, most of the teachers that I've had, you know, acting coaches and teachers on the show, uh, they just specifically refer to method or technique. You are taking that psychology element, which is something right. that uh, I've never heard before. But boy, I think that that is fascinating, and I would love to learn more about this. You yeah. know, it's what what you start to realize is uh, in life you don't react logically to what's going on in front of you. Mm -hmm. We, we tend to have a, we tend to find ourselves reacting in ways that we don't always understand. And it's because we're really being triggered about things that have happened to us in the past. Right. And so when you watch an actor work and they're just responding logically to everything that's going on in front of them, mm -hmm. it doesn't look real. Well, isn't that the what if, uh, you know, the magic if thing is oftentimes, I know that we're supposed to apply it to ourselves, obviously, but we have a tendency not to want to, quote, go there. So we do that <laughs> logical thing, you know, um, yeah. uh, it's almost a, a, it's almost a defense mechanism. So what you're doing, then you are trying to break that wall down. Right. Well, everything is about undoing that conniving little thing called the ego, <laughs> right? Oh, I that bastard! I just want to cuss, but yeah, yeah. So it's about how to how to dismantle right. the ego so that you can work honestly sure. and effortlessly. Mm -hmm. Because as an actor, if it's hard for you to do it, it's hard to watch it. Right. And if, if it's easy for you to do it, it's easy to watch it. And what we tend to like, you know, you don't. There's, you know, there's this whole less is more thing, especially mm. in film and TV. And what people don't understand is it, it's actually a right left brain uh, technology thing. The less that you do, the more will happen to you. Wow. And that's why, why actors, you know, like people that come to me who've done method and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I know it's frustrating for you and we're going to try to undo it <laughs> because, because you've been taught to try to think your way to a pro to a, an emotion. Right. And the more you think, the less you feel. So you're actually getting further and further away from thinking. Huh. I'm sorry, further and further away from emotion every feeling. time. Mm -hmm. Right. The more analysis you do and mm -hmm. the more, you know, like, were you a sad or happy fetus? Nobody's going to know that or see that, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> just look at what's going on in front of you. Yeah. You've got like, you've, you're full of characters already. Right. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So, um, the, the other divisions mm. of the studio or of the marketing division, which is, I have a 15 hour, um, marketing class with the actor that's called just tell me what to do yeah because so many actors you know they're they're getting oh, started out and right. they have all these mis little you know the, the whole thing's a mystery right. to them and it's terrifying mm -hmm. and most actors are like look if somebody would just tell me what to do mm -hmm. i would do it oh i right? love that and that's like the business of acting you're 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 right. kind of you know shortcutting it or you know shorthanding it as we say right yeah i love Let's that so we use the science of marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we do uh, anonymous type me sessions so that people can will honestly tell you how they see you being cast and what kind of roles they see you getting. Wow. Uh, 
and then we, we go through headshots and resumes and the subliminal subliminal, you know, things that you put into them and how to build a marketing strategy. <laughs> wow. that hits, hits your individual breakdowns. We we take um, networking and put it down to a an eight step scientific process, mm-hmm. and then we have little side things. So if you run into somebody who can help you, um, you can actually turn it around and make yourself indispensable. Yeah, and say all the things that they would want to hear in order to keep you around. Wow. And so yeah. that's how you network. And, yeah. And, well, you know, I have to ask you a, a question because we're going to run yeah. out of time, and I got to get yeah. this out. Your technique, I want to call it your technique, even though it's you're not Chekhovian, although it sounds a lot more Chekhovian than it is Stanislavski, your technique is is very unique. Do yeah. you do you have someone in mind, like a you know, a past master, you know, that 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 is has influenced you, or is this truly right out of your head? And if it is, have you written a book? <laughs> um, yeah, well, <laughs> So I, I, I sometimes tell people that I'm um, to the left of Meisner and the right of Charles Conrad. Okay. So Okay, no, uh, that's good. Char- yeah, Charles Conrad was one of Meisner's main protégés. Mm-hmm, right. At the Neighborhood Playhouse, was sent to L.A. to work with actors in film and TV. And when he did, he started to realize a lot of the Meisner exercises were, were taking up a lot of time and not propelling people forward really quickly. Mm-hmm. So he developed this cold reading process just did it repetitiously and then eventually turned it into a frozen reading exercise. Right. Um, and the power of not knowing it became much more improvisational. And a lot of famous actors went through that studio. Um, and, um, but I, I found that they were a, a little fanatical in the not understanding the context and the consequence. Okay. I was going to ask so, you about that. Okay. Right. That's so, where <laughs> I have trouble with it sometimes. So, yeah. Right. So context and consequence and, and a lot of that, you have to understand that the part of the scripts where you're, okay, what's happening here? What is the consequence of if I do this or I don't do this? All of that stuff, once you start to work, has to become unconscious. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Because in life, you know, most people don't walk around in their day with mm-hmm. an objective and an obstacle yes. and, you know, trying to figure out where to put beats. Right. <laughs> it's all, life is an improv and we, we tend to walk yeah. through life unconsciously. And we're not so, analyzing everything and making exactly. choices consciously. Right. Yeah. We're right. impulsive. So right. I take, I, I take, when actors start working with me, the first thing I do is I take three words out of the vocabulary. Okay. The first one, the first word I get, get them to get rid of is the word choice. Okay. Because I, Choice and decide mean to cut off all other options. Right. And we don't do that in life. Right. So instead, I just take, I, I give them the word awareness or risk. Okay. I love those words. Yeah. Right. The second thing I get them to get rid of is the word character. Mm-hmm. Because most people use the term character as a way to dis- distance themselves and disconnect themselves from the consequence of what's happening in front of them. Wow. They don't, they don't take it personally. Right. And they have to. Right. Yeah. And the third thing I'd tell them to get rid of is performance. Right. Because if you're performing, we can see you performing. Mm-hmm. And instead, I tell them to just live, be in the moment, right. um, you know, and, and concentrate. You know, and a lot of people don't understand what the word concentrate means. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, centration, which is focus on the self or self-awareness, which is what the left brain does mm-hmm. in order to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. And that's its whole physiological purpose of left brain is to keep you safe. So it only exists in the future and the past. Mm-hmm. It deals with right, wrong, good, bad, all this stuff. And it's very self-aware. It has ownership 
uh, these are my keys and my thing and how does how do I look and I hope they like me yeah and the opposite of that centration is concentration right and concentration is focusing on what's going on in front of you or around you and another great word for that is fascination oh I like that yeah so when you get fascinated with what's going right, on around you right. you get involved in that then suddenly you'll find yourself feeling things and being emotional because you shift to your right brain because the right brain's job is risk and um you know fascination and you know like basically we're born right brain we're like let's yeah. say you know find the child within you know children are emotional and they're impulsive and they don't try to keep themselves safe yeah right. And right. Right. when you when you see a little kid who sees a kitten for the first time, you can't take your eyes off the little kid. Right. And that's what movie stars do. Well, I, I just, I tell you what, Billy, we've literally run out of time, but what you've okay. done is told me that you're ready to do a masterclass on this show. <laughs> I want to do that with you. Oh my okay. God. I am so fascinated. Absolutely. And I'm telling you what, man, I don't, I want you to write a book too. I want, okay. and we'll debut it on the show. How about that? Because right. this is brilliant, very original stuff. Now I know you're saying that some people have already touched on this, but you're taking it to a new level. And I, I'm just, and don't forget guys, if, when, you know, he just said, get rid of choice, character, and performance. Get those out of your vocabulary. That, if you take nothing else away, take that away today. And then I'm going to, I'm going to work on Billy to come back for a master class. I hope Sounds you'll, good. oh, I hope you will. Man, I've got to, I've got to sign off. Uh, but uh, this has just been so awesome. Thank you. You, you it's are been the a Oh man and and hey look for for you'll see Billy's uh picture on um, our website and on IMDb all the links that I'll be attaching. Uh look for him. He's in a lot of commercials. I I just happened to see him the other day, but uh, check out I as you were talking Billy, I saw your technique in what you did on the screen and I know you practice what you preach. I love that. I try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stay on the line for me, Billy. I'm going to sign off. Hey, guys, don't forget, we're on Apple. We're on Google. We are on Spotify. Actually, we're on everything. Tell your friends about us. Give us a good rating. Hey, thanks for sticking around. This has been the Actor's Guide. Tag, you're it. This has been the Actor's Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com slash podcast.